On behalf of the Nooner team, we want to offer our deepest condolences to the families who lost loved ones in the attack that occurred in Las Vegas on Sunday night. We are praying for everyone who was affected by this tragedy, and we are keeping you in our thoughts. Tell me you love me, I need a good laugh I'm holy water, you need a good bath Whiskey and perfume, you had a nightcap Now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber I'm body organ, rearranger You feel my danger Show with Jay Dubs and Rocky. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Better bring me a mirror. Happy hump day. Happy, happy, happy hump day. Oh, you're extra happy, huh? I'm extra happy. Oh, good. I'm glad because I had a tough time thinking, wondering if we should postpone this show or not today in lieu of everything that happened. Yeah. It's been a rough. It has been a rough. Rough week. Week trying to, you know, wrap your arms around it and trying to move forward and not think that this is just a bad world. But you have to move forward. I know. Yeah. I know. I watched Ellen. She said the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, and you know what? There are so so many amazing people. And it's just, you do have to recognize, you know, just, it is a good world. I mean, it is a good place. And there's a lot of good people. And there's one a lot person of positivity and a lot of love. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got to give a shout out to, um, you know, the police and, and the first, first responders, responders yeah. just everything that they do every day, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't give them enough credit. And um, they really prevented something from being even worse. More catastrophic, yeah. yeah. So on that note, but we do have some good news here. We have a new team member. I know. I'm so excited. Our team me, is me, growing. Me, me. <laughs> my good friend Nora is joining us. And my Yay. real mom. Yeah, you're real mom. Are, I am Rocky's mom. real mom. <laughs> For those of you that didn't know yeah. that. Well, she's nicer to you than she is to me. Why don't you take over the bills, okay? <laughs> take over the bills. Well, she has my eyes. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Well, she can have, she, you can have her bills. How's that? And then it's a real relationship. <laughs> but... Um, we are going to be talking about real family relationships I know, here. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 I Me know too. you are. I know. <laughs> yeah. I am too. I'm really excited. So anyway, what else is going on? You excited to be here or what? I'm very excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, that's true. You're right. It is. And October. I, yes. Got to wear pink. Yes. And support. Um, I didn't wear pink today. You wore pink lipstick. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, pink lipstick yeah. On. But, but I did my part. I went and had... My boots smashed. You did? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. uh That's always Monday. fun, isn't it? 
Um, when do you have to start worrying about that? Like, well, you should do it um, uh, forty and over. You should do it once yeah, a year, unless directed to, to the doctor, doctor and get yeah. like an exam. But yep. in the meantime, you should do the self. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you don't have to worry about it. So, but then again, you know, I mean, if you ever notice anything, yeah, act on it. Don't yeah. wait. That's true. You know, that's true. So, so. I just want to let everybody know that. You know, they, they've sprung back nicely and everything's good. <laughs> You're good? <laughs> oh, that's good. Do you go once a year? Yes. I don't go once a year. They told me you I should. don't have to. Um, it's because are so little. You don't know <laughs> There's nothing for sure. here. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even need to take the test. Well, it's it's up to look. your doctor. Yeah. I mean, and then, of course, if there's a history or whatever. Yeah, no, should, there isn't. Yeah. Is there for you? No. Oh, okay. But my doctor, she just has me. Yeah. 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 Oh, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Well, we are so glad you're here. Welcome. Me too. Part Thank of the you. Nooner team. Thank you. We have a lot of work to do. I know. Oh, I don't. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you can't leave me. We worked together for how many years? How many years did we work oh together? Oh, my gosh, Jackie. Wow. Wait, we worked, to, um, to, we worked together for like the first round. Yeah. Like 10 years, Ten 8 years. years or something like yeah. that. And then you yeah. left. Yep. And then you came back again. Uh-huh. I missed you so. I know. Yeah. I know. It's always about me, right? Yes. Always. And then you came back. We worked together <laughs> yeah. again another yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you left again. Yeah. And, and then I came back because I missed again. you so. I think it's more me. She wanted to be with no. her real daughter. Oh, yeah. No. My real daughter. The truth so. is coming out. <laughs> oh, anyway. So what about you, Rack? What's going on? Um, working on the website, actually. So uh, on our nooner website, yep, on our nooner website, yeah. are we going to have a website? Yep. Finally, we, we will. Two, two years <laughs> into the show, <laughs> I'm sorry, you had one and it was terrible. So I had to. <laughs> it doesn't even get launched because there's so many critics there. Oh, okay. So well, you started taking things into your own hands, and it just well because got nobody else horrible. does it. You got to get. You just have to do something. You know how she is. Though. Well, well I, I know. Sit around and wait for the artist to make it perfect. It's never going to happen. So, but yeah. All right. No, that's that. That when, will be coming soon in the next website? couple weeks. So I'm so excited. Dave's got to show me. I've he been... put it all together, so now he has to show me how to go in and edit things. Okay, from the and back then end, we're going to so. have a blog. Yep. And we're also going to have, um, if people have a great story or they want somebody on the show, mm-hmm. they'll be able to fill out an application and send it in. Right. Yep. We're going to have that. Yep. There'll be I'm a form so for excited. that. I know. Okay. Yeah, so. Good. Good job. So what? Two <laughs> weeks? You said. Or is that what your date is? So. No, it was, it was two be a months month. ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, you keep saying we're going to have it, so I'm yeah. counting on you. You betcha. <laughs> yeah. We still need to update that Facebook page, too. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right. got to get somebody that can do it. And you're, are you good at social media? Uh, no. No, that's great. Yeah. So I just brought on one more person <laughs> that can't do anything on social yep. media. But I have grandkids. There you go. Yeah. That we need those kids to do that yeah. stuff. All right. Well, excellent. Getting ready to we have a, a phenomenal story today. I'm yeah. so excited about we this sure story. Do. And uh, so let's get started. All right. We do have a couple of mentions. Um, first is a new podcast called That Moment, and it is all about the change um, that is the only constant. So when people in business uh, they must be built to adapt. And this new co- podcast is about the pivot that changes everything, moments that open doors for discovery and growth, but also bring the looming possibility of failure. Here's people's stories of taking risk and finding success in business and in life on the new podcast, That Moment, found wherever you find podcasts. And our show is sponsored by Tom Stewart Plumbing in Drains, serving the Metro Detroit Tri-County area. From leaky faucets to major plumbing repairs, Tom Stewart Plumbing can serve all your home needs. 
Give them a call at 586-625-7800, or you can reach them at TomStewartPlumbing.com. And if you need great branding but can't afford a designer, you can be your own designer with Maker. Join the over 1 million who've discovered Maker for creating unique and professional-looking logos and branding material at an affordable price. Try it out today. Friends of the podcast get a free logo with code Nooner. That's N-O-O-N-E-R. Just visit www.maker.co slash Nooner to redeem your code. Again, that's Maker, M-A-K-R dot C-O slash Nooner to redeem your code Nooner at checkout. N-O-O-N-E-R. Okay, excellent. Ready for the what's the wish, what's the way, what's in the way. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Not all successful people start out with a sharp vision or detail plan. However, successful people do have a common thread. They work very hard and they refuse to give up. Both brothers served in the military. Carl and Paul Grandin decided to open a small barber shop in Dryden, Michigan. From those humble beginnings, equipped with their determination and hard work ethic, they grew the business to over 50 locations across the state of Michigan. Grandin's hair centers have become a household name recognized for their affordable, beautiful hair care. Today, we discover how a simple idea developed into a successful company with over 300 employees. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Paul, Stacy, and Carl. Thank you. Stacy, you are Paul's daughter, right? And you're involved in the business as well? Yes. Okay. What do you do? Um, I am the advertising director. Oh, okay. Great. So I do a lot of advertising, marketing, Social media. I've gotten better because of my kids as yeah. well. So. Yeah, that's great. Well, mm-hmm. welcome to the Nooner Show. I'm Thank really you. Really excited about this segment. Um, part of the really cool thing is I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check out our post, but we had a picture that we put up on our post, and it was the picture of it. Looks like a sort of like a barn, mm-hmm. and it's where the very first salon started, right? Barbershop. Yep. yep. Okay, so Carol, <laughs> let's start with you. How did you? Let's start. Well, take us back because I'm dying to know how you went from that to f- over 50 locations around the state. I mean, that's just amazing. So, take us back to when you started that location in Dryden. Well, actually, at the time, it was a grain elevator. Okay. And that was what had been at one time the office part of the grain elevator. And uh, the greatest thing about it and what led us to get try and get bigger was we only had one parking place. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, wow. So it was a failure of the three most important things in business, you know, location, location, location. That's awesome. But uh, it was our hometown. Okay. And uh, both of us were living down in Oak Park at the time. Oh, uh, really? I was working in a barber shop on Nine Mile Road. Okay. Called the Basement Shop. Okay, so you were a barber. Yes. Okay. And Paul went to barber school, same place I did, and okay. lived with me for a while in Oak Park. Okay. What, what made you decide to do that? To, to be a barber? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a barber in Dryden by the name of Harry Hudson. That's the only thing I can relate to anyways. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, I hung around there. And I, you know, sweep the hair up for him and you get to watch the ball game oh, on the radio. Okay. And my mother would cut my hair because my dad thought a buck was too much. Okay. Know, <laughs> for a dollar. 
And so at least Harry would give me a haircut when I sweep the floor and stuff like that. Okay. And I don't know. I think I just like the smell of the bay rum and the, <laughs> wow. and the talcum powder and stuff like that. And so I always thought about it. Even through okay. high school, before I went in the military, I thought about going to barber school. Okay. And uh, at that time, back in 1960, there was a long waiting list. And so when I got out, actually it was five years later, I worked as a salesman for a year. I went to Barber College. Oh, so it was five years wow. after. Right. Yeah. So that was still like lingering in you yep. as that's yep. something you needed to pursue. And after working in a couple of barber shops, uh, three of them actually, and the last one was the one in Ferndale on Nine Mile Road. Oh, wow. And uh, the guy that owned that was from Deckerville, Michigan. Okay. So me being from Dryden, he called me the big D and he was the little D. <laughs> but even though I think Deckerville is bigger than Dryden, but he always encouraged me to go start your own place. What are you wow. doing here oh, working well, down here with us? That's nice. He did? As an owner, yeah. he encouraged yeah. that? Yeah, huh? he did. Wow. wow. And at the time, my sister, Shirley, who worked with us in the business for a long time, but at that time she was a secretary for the guy that owned the grain elevator in the lumber yard in Dryden. Wow. Okay. So through her talking to him, he agreed to put some plumbing and electricity in. <laughs> so, wow. So we started two chair barbershop. So no kidding. It all started so, borrowed, wow. borrowed some money from an uncle, eight hundred dollars to be exact. Wow. Really? <laughs> we bought the equipment for two chairs from Motor City Barber Supply and Paul got out of school. From the Pontchartrain, remember? Oh yeah, it was a bu- in the barbershop at the Pontchartrain Hotel. Originally. Oh wow. The, the equipment we had. And uh so both of us are trying to make a living in the town of Dryden. Okay. Which there was one other barbershop at the time. And, and how, uh, how did you build your business at that time? Uh, we advertised in the local newspapers, mm-hmm. Lapeer County Press, mm-hmm. Tri-City Times, running ads. We probably did some direct mail. I can't remember. Okay. And it was just the two of you at that time. Yeah, mostly word of mouth. Of course, in a town of 500 people, it didn't take much for everybody to know who you were. <laughs> right, right. And we'd grown up there. Had There was 10 of us in the family, so. Okay. To this day, we're related to half the people in town. (laughs) (laughs) The other half probably are, but we don't know. (laughs) So at what point, once you guys got into that, did you open up your first location like in in the strip malls? That was actually a few years later after I moved to California. Oh, so you you moved. I moved. Well, I went to Lapeer and opened the salon, and Paul kept the one in Dryden. And then Paul opened one in Emily City, and I had the one in Lapeer. And then my brother Joe, who was also the guy that started the Rooster's Hair Salon chain, he went to barber school along with my brother Pete, so all four of us at one time. Really? And the four of us worked together in the shop in Lapeer. And my wife was a hairdresser, so she oh worked there. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> really? And my sister Shirley, the same one that was the secretary for Mr. Milligan at the lumberyard, she worked for us as a manicurist. Oh, wow. wow. So, so it was had, a family yeah. affair, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I wish a, I had a picture because yeah. I remember all four of them had afros at that time. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, I wish you had a It was yeah. great. <laughs> it was great. I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, so I went to California. I worked for a... Uh, Got a job with a franchise company out of Minneapolis called the Barbers Hairstyling for Men and Women Incorporated. Okay. And uh, went out there and got a job as a manager managing their shop at the St. Francis Hotel. Okay. End up buying that salon and then build another mm-hmm. one up in Petaluma. And during the six years I was out there talking to Paul almost every day, you know, going on what we were going to do. And uh, I think just got homesick, mm-hmm. you know, for – can't take the little town out of the boy or whatever that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And move back home, and then Paul and I went into business together. And, and to me, so, that was the main start of it. 
knowing uh, that Paul yeah. wanted to be partners with me. We're just going <laughs> to do our own thing. Do you think that having gone out to Minneapolis sort of like lit that fuel about you know making it bigger? Franchi- and- yeah, yeah, I think so because the guy that started the barbers, his name was Joe Francis, and he was a, he was a barber, mm-hmm. and he was actually the first guy to franchise in the hair business. Oh, okay. Mm. And so the barbers was a franchise company, and I became a franchisee of them. Oh, okay. And uh, I loved the guy. He was my hero. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And probably for the first 140 salons that they had, they were all owned by barbers. Wow, oh. really? So that became my dream that he helped barbers that try and make a living more than you could. No matter how good you were, you can only cut so many heads of hair in a day. Right. That's true. Oh. Right. And uh, that at least always gave me that idea that I wanted to be like him, you know, I guess. Oh, wow. And once wow. I knew Paul was with me, it just felt like let's do our own thing no matter what. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Sell your franchises? or I did. Okay. I sold the franchises in California. Came back here. Uh at that point, Paul had a real successful salon in Emily City. Uh-huh. And my brother Joe, who would started Heresy College of Cosmetology at that time, had bought my salon in Lapeer when I went to California. Okay. Mm. So uh, I came back, and they gave me a job at, oh, wow. <laughs> at a salon they'd opened in uh, Marine City. Okay. Because I needed something to do, so I was actually driving from Dryden to Marine City, managing that salon. Oh wow! Well, did you and, did you always know when you um, went to California to work? Did you always know that you were going to buy that salon or you were going to franchise it or was it just – was it in you? To- well, I think I always knew I wanted to own it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to own my own place and I knew I could, which why I love yeah. the guy that okay. you know, took me in kind of mm-hmm. and literally sold me that 12-chair salon in the St. Francis Hotel on a handshake. Wow. <laughs> and in fact, he loaned me the money to pay the franchise fee. <laughs> Did he really? Because I didn't have any. What, what happened to him? He died. Yeah. Uh, he, ultimately, he was in his 60s and he died mm. from, uh, he got uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh, wow. But uh, he was a great guy and I loved him and I was just kind of. What is well, the company still around? Or? The company ultimately became cost cutters. They started the oh, Cost Cutters franchise, yeah. and they sold out to Regis, yeah. like everybody wow, else. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. So. Okay. So, Paul, I have a question. Um, when when he went to bar, when before you decided to be a barber, was it something that you wanted to do, or you just saw him? Carl was doing it? And, yeah. yeah. Did you? Good question. Well, we both hung around at Harry's Barbershop. Oh, okay. okay. So you were there, bit, too. And I okay. was the little guy with a ball glove that was fortunately good enough to play with the big boys, so I got to <laughs> hang with him. But Harry was an avid Tiger fan, and we were all Tiger freaks. And mm-hmm. so that, and we listened to him talk about the ball players who he knew personally. Okay. I don't know if he ever really knew any of them, yeah. but he talked <laughs> like he did. And it's just Here's a guy that did his own thing, and he went to work when he wanted to and went home when he wanted to, and you could walk up and down the streets of the town and not be some other foreman screaming at him. I think we both had the same. Okay. We need to be do our own thing. Okay. Yeah. I got you know, yeah. And then I worked for Carl for about a day and decided I still need to do my <laughs> So, uh, so that, that's actually my big question. So, yeah. I mean, because it's definitely a family affair, and – her and I worked together since I was like I don't even know twelve or something, and <laughs> we have our struggles. How do you? Well, the amazing thing in our mass of humanity of family and friends, mm-hmm. there's a lot of friends involved too. Uh, the person that I probably have gotten along with the best you at all was Carl. Carl and I wow. never had a problem ever. Wow, which was bizarre. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, 
We had two kind of different personalities and did and we never had a problem deciding on who was going to do what and this and that. Well, how did that evolve? Well, he, I, was in Elmer, I was in Elmer City and he was crying about missing Dryden and his kids were all good athletes out there and they wanted to come back. And, and he uh, – Remember, some company opened up out there that was remember charging five bucks a haircut across the parking lot and supercuts. Supercuts super opened uh, up, and Carl said, "Here, I'm charging seventeen dollars a haircut, watching them all go into supercuts." Yeah. And we're he we're yeah complaining on the phone to each other, and I said, "Well, get your back here." <laughs> and at that time, my brother Joe and I, and we talked my sister out of two grand, surely. So for six grand, we opened up a shop in in Marine City. That, wow. that failed miserably. We didn't have a clue what we were doing other than haircutters. And then uh, we opened up one in Richmond, Michigan. And uh, remember the one on Hill Road, Carl? We opened yep. up that. Yep. My dad and I and my brother Joe did all the construction. My dad was a contractor, so it was all – we did everything, put the floors in, all that kind of stuff. And then we opened up one in Richmond, Michigan that actually started making money. So we thought, wow, we were on to something here. And then it, in the <laughs> process, talking to Carl, get your – <laughs> back yeah. here and you can help us run these because I was still cutting hair full time and Joe was running the school so we needed somebody on the road anyways Okay, and uh, and Shirley was our do everything girl you know Yeah. and so Carl came back and took over that part of it and then slowly but surely I decided I didn't want to cut hair anymore I, we needed to get we ended up with five shops six or seven and then through like the late 80s and through the 90s, we went gangbusters. You know, it's just if things started to work. We started to figure out how to charge and how to pay, so which was a big project. Trying to figure out how to do this stuff. We were watching everybody's videos and everybody's tapes and going to seminars and who was it? Michael Cole was our oh, yeah. Michael Cole. Michael yeah. Cole, yeah. He was our guru. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we look at that. him, you Michael know, Cole. and go, yeah, we can do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how we got to pay. That's how we, you know, that's uh-huh. kind of how it started. So, yeah. so that didn't happen in the beginning. It took... In the it beginning, we just wanted to be error. our own boss and go to yeah. a ball game when we wanted to. We both <laughs> we both played a lot of ball at that time, softball, five, six, seven mm-hmm. nights a week. So we, you know, we we would close up our business and go play ball. And, and, <laughs> and uh, I, I can remember Brother Joe saying, "I can't believe you guys." Close up to go play flag football on Saturday. <laughs> how are you going to run a business? Yeah, and close on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. You never hear anybody say that. <laughs> so, so let me ask you. I mean, today, if you started a, a company today, mm-hmm. would you be able to do that? Do you think would close up and go to a ball game when you want? Or? I'd probably be a little more. Uh, encouraged to find somebody to keep it open yeah. for me right. while, while I went yeah. close up. And then one time, I blew my shoulder apart playing flag football. And so I couldn't cut hair at all for a week. Oh, jeez. So I had to put a sign on the door. That was still in Dryden. Sorry, hurt myself. Of course, everybody, <laughs> everybody knew about it. You know? Then I down there cutting hair like this for the next week. And, you know, made no money. You know, yeah. one, one yeah. cut hair. And once yeah. in a while, we get one of our younger sisters to come in and shampoo for us. Uh-huh. And it was same way it, when he was still in California and I was doing the one shop thing in, in the elevator before I finally left there and went to Emily. And hired another girl. That was my first employee. Mm-hmm. And then another girl who's still with me, actually, to this day. Oh, wow. Running my beauty school. And uh, and that's where I got only, started. Yeah, the only yeah, way the to really school. make any money here is to get other I people to cut oh. hair and right. then get a piece of it. And that's how we had to figure that out. Right. We didn't, wasn't sure how to pay them or how many you needed. Wow. Try to keep so them happy. So how did you – how, did you, but, but how, many like, how we, are you growing it and learning that? 
at the same time. Like it well, doesn't like sound I said, like trial, trial and error. Marie, Marie, Marie yeah. City, we finally remember we did. A, we decided we weren't going to make a living there. We were having trouble with the owner. That was before Carl came back, and Joe and I got a truck from the guy that owned the elevator <laughs> and went down there at midnight. It took everything that we thought was and ours just, out of oh there <laughs> and hauled, hauled we ran out of there, you know. So, they come so to find you're out, on the most wanted list probably yeah, right Well, they ended up the guy that owned the shopping center died before the lawsuit. Remember, uh, we had a, we had our own crooked lawyer, but he and, oh. and all that <laughs> so that, that one didn't work, so we went to, where was oh the next one? Hill Road was the next one. We tried that in Flint, which was a little closer to us. Yeah. And that one kind of did okay. We had a bunch of different girls in and out. In fact, a girl I just mentioned helped us open that one, and okay. she was our first road warrior. She kind of helped train. Mm-hmm. And we started hiring beauticians, cosmetologists, instead of barbers. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. And there were more of them, right. first of all. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, and my brother Joe had a school still in the pier, so they got some barbering training because he was a barber. Okay. Uh, so we had to train the beauticians more in the barber cutting all that started in the 60s when the long hair thing really started taking over the boys' styles. Mm-hmm. And we were all trained by mm-hmm. old-fashioned barbers. Uh-huh. Carl oh, I see. And so we had to make the switch. But we ended mm-hmm. up right. being in Dryden when, Car- when Carl and I were there. The only barbers within 50 miles or whatever of any direction actually shampooed and cut guys' hair. We had guys come in there that we would – remember we had a rule that – we're, if we're not washing your hair, we're not cutting it because guys had brill cream and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And actually had arguments with guys because oh nobody's touching my hair. I'm not going to let a man wash my hair. No, well, some of them had, had con- con- manure and stuff like that in their hair. Oh, so, no, no. I mean, we had, con- up my we had conflicts. <laughs> oh, my God. Conflicts and maybe lost a few customers because they weren't going to lay back in the chair like a woman does. Uh, really? And, and we're trying to explain to them, hey, you want the haircut right. Yeah. Let me do it my way. Right. You know? And, and it, that kind of caught on through Lapeer County and mm-hmm. Oxford, Lake Orion. We had guys, and we were 99% guy haircuts at that time, coming oh. from all over the area because we understood that you wanted to have long hair. Right. And, and not only be able to, because they wouldn't go to a barber because yeah. all they knew how to do was oh, skin you. Right. Wow. So I think that really got us jump started. And when Carl went to Lapeer, that, Interesting. we were into that. And then we started doing a few more women, and him and I had to go back basically take every class we could to learn how to cut women's hair. And then I tried to learn how to do a perm once, and I lost my mind. <laughs> threw, the, threw the roller across the room and told a girl working for me, the same girl, I said, I'm never doing that again. I'll cut it and you wrap it up. And same thing with hair color. I was never any good at hair color. I had a hmm. younger brother who was good, and uh, we just hired people that could do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie over here has that same experience. Yeah. My hair has been every color in the book. Yeah. We licensed our shops, our, our all uh, cosmetologists. Back in the right. day, you had to separate and all that. And that yeah. Right. Who needed that grief? You know? Right, and, and, right. Uh, we did have a few barbers working for us over mm-hmm. the years. but uh, So it sounds like... You guys, because when you see a company this size, I mean, that's uh, opening one is challenging, right. but to have over 50 yeah. and a school, it doesn't well, sound like you had a, a clear business plan. Like you guys sat down from the beginning and said, we're going to do this first, and the five year plan is this, and the 10 well, year plan is my that. My sister, who we talked out of 2,000 books, <laughs> Joe and I, her husband was a big shot for champion home builders. Her, oh. And they're not married anymore, but he was the smartest guy we knew. You know, he went to college, <laughs> had a degree, and uh, 
And we used to sit around and have meetings with him, and he'd always try to talk us into this. And this is after Carl got back. And finally one day, uh, my brother Joe wanted to build another beauty school, him and Shirley, because that was his main gig. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think Claire, this guy, said, well, why don't you guys, Carl and I, buy out Joe and Shirley and get them out of there? And let them go build schools because mm-hmm. we were focused on the hair shops. Yeah. And I think that was uh, it was a big move for, for both parties. They yeah. went and did schools. Joe ended up with four schools in Michigan before he finally packed his bag and went to Florida and before he got into the rooster thing. Wow. And when that happened, it was just him and I. We didn't have to argue with Joe and Shirley anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not that they were <coughs> yeah. Yeah. contested arguments, but it right. was just we both kind of had the same Let's build as many as we can and really? teach these people how to cut hair. Because we both had a, well, all the Grundon men have a pretty good line of BS. I think we were better at that than we were hair cutters. It sounds like you, know. you, you were probably better at that. Yeah. Well, I don't, want, I don't want to interrupt him, but we do have a slight different memory of all these <laughs> It has been a long time. But what happened for my version was <laughs> all the people involved in owning the four salons we had at the time, which was my sister and her husband, who was mm-hmm. our financial guy, and myself and Paul and my brother Joe. And myself and Paul were the only ones getting paid because we were barely making enough money. Mm-hmm. And we must have been paying – do we have Christine in the office then? No, 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 four salons. Paul was still working in his salon. I was running the four salons. In fact, Paul wasn't even getting paid then. I was the only one getting paid. So I was feeling, maybe my imagination, but a little pressure like they think I'm the only one making money. And I can yeah. tell you it was $400 a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I gave myself a raise to that from 300 <laughs> So this would have been 1970-something. Yeah, we started it all in 69, yeah. 70, 72. So anyways, we had a meeting at my brother-in-law's house to kind of – squelch any possible arguments or whatever what's going on and it was at that time and actually it was my brother-in-law's idea we had four salons we split them up each person owned one salon well we got one that's really making money one that's almost making money (laughs) one that's not losing too much and one that's a deadbeat so how did you decide who got what what? that was my brother-in-law's brilliance he said we'll have four straws we actually use toothpicks oh are you serious this is the truth paul remembers this now we took four toothpicks of different lengths and we assigned a salon to each one of those lengths Oh my God! And we were gonna. We, I know. I'm just like blown away. You right won't now. read this in Entrepreneur <laughs> no, Magazine. No. Yeah, and we established a value of those four based uh-huh. on the profitable one, the almost profitable, the you know kind of even kind of loser, and decided that whichever one each one got would have to pay or receive from the other ones, you know, to value oh, this out equally. Okay. And it was at that point we never actually drew the straws that Paul said, "Wait a minute, Carl and I are in this together." And I don't have a problem with Carl getting paid. So why don't Paul or Carl and I just buy Joe and Shirley out? Wow. And they both immediately agreed because they liked the idea of some cash. So we're using the same numbers we'd applied to all four salons. We're saying, well, and all four of them are worth this much. Right. Which at that time was $100,000. So we said, okay, your half is worth fifty. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five apiece. So that's what we bought. Yeah. We bought wow. them out for twenty-five thousand dollars each, and then Paul and I owned the four salons. Mm-hmm. Wow! And then our memory stays a little different. Then <laughs> <laughs> I hired one girl. Well, it was Mary originally, doing all the books. 
when I was Mary says California. Diane hired her. Well, she did. <laughs> By and Diane was her, Paul's, her mom. Paul's <laughs> wife. Oh, okay. And she did. She hired Mary. It and was then in the school. You're working at right. a store. And then we got kind of our own office. But it got to where we had 10 salons that I was running. Wow. And it was me talking Paul how to get out from behind the chair. I oh, need some help. Gotcha. And Paul yeah, saying, okay. but how are you going to pay me? Because Paul was making a pretty good living. Being, right. You know, he had a great business in Emily right. City. Yeah. Right. Great salon. Yeah. But anyways, finally, he agreed to come and help me. And that's really, I think, when we kind of took off. I mean, we got okay. the 10 salons, but it took a few years. And, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we also did a partnership thing for a long time that helped using other people's money, hairdressers that wanted to have their own salon and couldn't afford it and couldn't oh. afford a franchise, uh-huh. come in with us, mm-hmm. be part of us. Oh, really? Uh, we still, still have some of them with us. You do? still do that? I'm a partner. Oh, oh you are? Oh. So, so you have a salon then? My husband and I are partners in um, one of the in two of the, uh, oh, three two. of the salons now. Oh, in three wow. of the salons. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great idea. So and I have a younger son and a son-in-law who are partners with me in three salons, and okay. my oldest son who's partners with me in three salons. And wow. that doesn't get complicated then with all these different people involved. Only when you're talking to the banker. Yeah, and oh, he okay. says what? Who yeah, owns, who owns <laughs> sure. what? You want to do what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was a big thing, being in Lapeer in the local bank, which I'd known those yeah. guys forever. Right. But when I'd go to them to borrow some money and they'd say, where? Yeah. Flint? Where's that yeah. at? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I would say, well, how many? We've already got three places in Lapeer and five in Lapeer County. Even, you know. Yeah. How yeah. many can we have around here? Right, right. So and where, where are they now yeah. located? They're all over, right? I have a list in my briefcase out there. Because you I have said, some on the east side, right? You have yeah, some, they're all over. Yeah, east side, up north. We go as far north as Charlevoix, Petoskey. Wow. You have a place up there? Yeah. Oh, Cadillac, okay. Gaylor. Look at, yeah. Oh, yeah. Charlevoix, Petoskey? <laughs> southwest corner, we don't have any for some reason. We never got into the well, west of East Jackson. Point. East Point. Oh. No, I mean oh, way that's over, way yeah. over yeah. by Lake Michigan. Yeah. We just never got over in there. Oh, okay. We went over there and looked a few times. Mm-hmm. And actually a couple times because people would call us wanting to sell a salon. Mm-hmm. And most of the time when someone wants to sell a salon, all they got is used equipment. You yeah, can't, you can't sell your customers. Right, right. <laughs> you can't sell the right. loyalty the of the people. employees. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But we would go look and see if we liked the location or not, and frequently it would be somebody that had bought into a franchise program mm. and now realized everybody in the hair business has got the same problem. It's labor-intensive business. Right. You have to have people to work. Right. And I think the greatest thing Paul and I were able to do was to uh, instill the trust in these stylists. At one time, we had like 30 salons. Of 60 that were partners. We had partners in them. The manager, wow. the most important person in the salon, she mm-hmm. was our partner, sharing in the profits of the salon as well as uh-huh. getting paid as a manager. And that helped us grow with right. their money mm-hmm. and it helped create this loyalty. Mm-hmm. We've both got employees now that have been with us 30 years. It's just how, unher- how do unheard you of. do that? Oh, well, what what yeah. does it take? How do you get that kind of trust? I mean, because really in the hair business, your success is dependent on your team. Or in their success. Well, their you success. know, most hairdressers want to go, once you think you've got it down here, and I, I'm doing all this business and I'm giving half of it to the owner, I need you to go down the street. Right. And all my customers are going to follow me. Right. So we tried to create a system where why go down the street and be my competition? Why not just be my partner, partner. and go to another town or something? That's you know, there's really other ways smart. to do it. Oh, God, so uh, smart. And, it, you know, we trialed and aired that, too. It was wow. not that. <laughs> yeah, we had some that didn't work. We have a lot mm-hmm. that were real successful mm-hmm. and are still partners and still successful. So do you still mm-hmm. do that? Like if people approach you and say, hey, you know, I've, I've been at this salon for 10 years. I 
would love to be a partner or I want to move to wherever, like Michigan? Yes. Do you All still? they need to do is call me. Really? Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they were that, as far as uh, north as Sault Ste. Marie at one time. Yeah. Wow. And far south, Celine, I think, was the furthest so, yeah, south. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but basically now they're all, like, there's quite a few, like, obviously in Genesee County. We have some in Lapeer County, definitely Oakland County, mm-hmm. uh, Macomb County. Um, Port but Huron, the fr- what's that? St. Clair. St. Clair, yeah. East Point, yeah, like Grand Blank, mm-hmm. Hill Road. Up north. So the fur- furthest up north is probably Petoskey now. Wow. Yeah. And are you still planning on growing and opening more? Or? I've never given up. Really? I think there's 100 towns in Michigan that need a groundings. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, uh, That's a good business plan. Now, every now, that and, is a good plan. now yeah. and then I wake up, know how old I am, and say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I need my kids you to have that same idea. Wow. And, but uh, I've never given that up. Uh, that yeah. was one of the other things we did, at least in my mind, and I think Paula would agree with me, that from a business plan, and I got that from my hero, Joe Francis, the gentleman I was telling you that died. When I was in San Francisco and getting a little homesick, you know, I mean, I was a, you know, driving 500 people all my life, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm working on Union Square in the St. Yeah. Francis Hotel, kind of enjoying it and getting a kick out of it. And I tell my kids, there's only one barber in the world that owns this place in the St. Francis. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> that was after they sold it to me. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I wanted to go home. And Joe Francis always told me when he knew I wanted to go home, I was homesick. He said, don't forget, it's easier to be a big fish in a small town. Or yeah. a small pond, he said. Yeah, pond. right, right. And I took that to heart. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go back. And that was, our whole plan was we never tried to go, like, downtown to the big city. Mm-hmm. We wanted yeah. to go to the small town like we were in Dryden, a little bigger in Dryden. We'd go find a town of maybe five, six, ten thousand people. Right. And it'd be a new little strip center get built. We want to be in there. Right. And we'll, I think we're still amazed. I mean, we'd be amazed when we had 10 salons and people say, oh, yeah, you're that big chain. Yeah. Said, no, big chain's Regis. I got 16,000. <laughs> we wow. only got 10. You know? But that's what we did. We just find another town and then yeah. hopefully get that stylist that wanted her own, go 10 miles down the road. Wow. Our advertising well, it's, has it's a little effect. It's definitely obvious that you did what works for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you found what worked and you stuck with that. Well, and it's so, a unique it really plan. Is. I mean, yeah. just to. to that is a great way. I mean, if somebody owns something, you're going to be invested in it. And right. what a great exactly. way to do it. More okay. ad, more apt to come to work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If they get, especially if someone's got some of their own money invested, obviously. That's right. why franchises do work. The person right. puts their money up, and they're good business people, and they do a good job. Right. But I've always believed the most important person in our business is the manager of that hair salon. Right. And we can't be there in all them places. Right. So you treat them that way and... Let them know that there's an opportunity here for them if and when they want to go do that. That's fantastic. I've had two salons that were losing money that I would have probably should have closed if I was a smarter businessman. When you try to do the same things all the time, and sometimes it just don't work, and you Mm -hmm. say, why? But I end up making a deal on a handshake deal like my hero did with me with a hairdresser. Go take over. Cut her in as a partner, and now they're both great salons making money. Wow. They're happy. I'm happy. That's great. Wow. Wow. Did did the owner of the – your hero did he was he around to see what you did uh yeah pretty much the last time i seen him was probably 10 12 years after remember when we went to new jersey that yeah. seminar that was steve lemon who worked yeah, him was his was main his, guy his main guy in fact he's he was one of the guys who started cost cutters he was working for the barbers which was our mm-hmm. company and he was he was the regional manager one of them all okay and he went to canada to actually check out bull ricks you remember the mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah yes mm-hmm. and uh he came back with a 
franchise of supercuts. Oh. <laughs> Needless to say, Joe had to fire him. Now you're kind of <laughs> yeah, right, right. But uh, what was the best yeah. advice Joe ever gave you? I think it was that thing that uh, it's easier to be a big fish mm. in a small pond. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was trying to, you know, I was enjoying San Francisco you yeah. know, where you had Vidal Sassoon's across the street and mm-hmm. Yosh, who's in the hair business, mm-hmm. you know, Yosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and me trying to be like them. Mm-hmm. And then learning that uh, I couldn't hire a rookie who didn't know anything because she'd rather be an assistant at Yosh yeah. <laughs> than a full-time, <laughs> right, full-time right, stylist right, for right. me with a guaranteed income. <laughs> right, right. And that's one of the other things we did. Instead of working straight commission, like most independent salons do, almost all of them do. Right. We have guaranteed salaries. Right. We have paid vacations. We try to you know, offer them health insurance. Mm-hmm. So you still mm-hmm. have all that, even with the way yeah. the times It's got have tougher and tougher, especially with more and more competition. Right. And normally it's been so long, even though time goes by fast, but in 40 years, sometimes where a location may have been the best location at the time in that area, and then four new shopping centers got built, and it's not the yeah. best yeah, place a, anymore. Right. You know? yeah. you got to change, but... Uh, Still doing that, and I think the big thing is we built that trust with our stylist. Wow. That's why so many of them have been with us. I mean, yeah, it boggles my mind when people say, Carl, I've been here 35 years. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's unheard yeah. of. Well, I know In we, that business yeah. especially. We started at one time, um, I was talking to some of our stylists, and they just said they loved Grandin's, number one, because it was started as a family-owned business. Yeah. And... And then me seeing it throughout the years as as my uncle and my dad treat their employees like they're literally like family. Yeah. And not only do they do things for them. Yeah. And we we do like things for people that work for us if they're going through a hard time. Our stylists and dad and Carl both step up and we do, you know, fundraisers for them and other things. Wow. But because we're from Dryden... And we give a lot back to our community because because that's where we all grew up and, and we love it. And at one time we were trying to think of, you know, everybody wants to think of that catchphrase for your company. And probably 15 years ago, we kind of came up with um, Michigan's hometown hair salon. Mm. Bring your family to our family. Yes, bring your family oh, to our family. Nice. Yes. Yeah, and, that's and that's kind good. of stuck. I think we like, need to actually boost that up. Again. We know, I think <laughs> that we, especially yes. during these times. Yes. Yeah. That's so and fitting. It, it's like we kind of come back because obviously advertising is a lot different now. Right. We don't do as much paper mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. TV right. all the times. So we kind of gotten back into like putting that out on Facebook or social media yeah. to all the newer people, the younger people that right. were Michigan's hometown hair salon. Right. We've been here longer than you think, that right. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's kept us growing, even though, you know, there's been the slow times like for everybody, but that's kept us going and people coming back is yeah. because they – it's we, that the family emotional yes. connection that you've created yes. with your, which I have to give a shout out to John Gonzalez, by the way. Hopefully he's listening today. Hi, John, because he's the one that told me the story. His first you know? good haircut was. Oh, it was? <laughs> he didn't tell me that part. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, he was telling me the story and I was blown away because I, I had no idea. I pictured you know, the founders of Grandin's to be in Minneapolis or in some other state. I, I didn't realize too. how it yeah. started. Such a yeah. great it's story. Yeah, I, play, I played ball with softball with John and his, or Frank and John, the two yeah. brothers, and cut their hair. That's kind of how we got well, hooked together. And, yeah. Uh, and I think people aren't used to that anymore because 
from going either to like cost cutters and right. which a lot of them you hear don't hear about them as much either. But like Fantastic Sam's Bulwarks, right. that was our competition. Yeah, that people realized that they were they were franchised out. Right, where Grandin's was still mm-hmm. our biggest thing. Is mm-hmm. we are still with as many salons as we have in the state of Michigan. We know that everybody we're yeah. family owned. Yeah, we know our managers. Yeah, our we stylists. had a little. Uh, we had a little awards banquet at a local buddy's bowling alley a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> And quite a few new stylists there. Even some that now that I'm not on the road as much, I don't know the girls as yeah. well like I used to. And we had an argument between all the people that were over 25 years that who really had the most time in. I think we give an award to somebody, and they went, "Wait, I had more years in than she did." So oh. we had to check. It, it was wow. funnier than it ended up being Marianne. <laughs> yeah, Marianne, the girl I was talking about, who actually cut hair with me in Emily City before we started. All well, so how many oh. years? I think hers was thirty-five. Oh, wow. 30, thirty-five. Yeah. Wow. yeah that, I mean, that's unheard She's of. She's retired twice, and I've dragged her back. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, because that, that is one of the biggest challenges in the hair business. It is, is you know, just it's constant she turnover. Was our, People she was don't our stay. first, uh, like district manager mm-hmm. when she. Carl, I think wow. Marianne was, and then she did haircut classes too, and then kind of went from there. But so she'd have another baby to retire, and then we'd drag her. Right, for your and then I think the next one in the whole company might be Pat. How long is Pat? Casey. Casey? Okay. Well, my oldest son, Casey, mm-hmm. who went to beauty school after he went to college for a year and you know, learned how like, to party. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sitting on, sitting on the porch and getting his act together, I said, uh-huh. no, you go see Uncle Joe and go to beauty school. If you hate mm-hmm. the business, I don't care. Get out of it. But if you like it, we yeah. need a manager in Davison. Mm-hmm. So uh, he did. He's still in the business. Okay. He quit once to go to Florida and do his own thing and owned a couple salons down there and decided to come back and be with Dad. So being the nice guys, I'm sure Paul still does it. When someone quits and comes back, he usually kind of pay their dues a little bit. Uh-huh. We give them their seniority back. Oh, that's so good. So Casey actually has oh. the second most seniority oh, wow. now. Wow, that is great. And, uh, still yeah. there, doing great, and both I my sons and son-in-law. I know, <laughs> I know. Isn't it? You're kind of like sitting like, here listening, yeah, going, like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> where were they? Where were we?" It's yeah. definitely a family affair for the wrong people. I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, you can tell, and you can tell. Um, I mean, there's just a big difference here. Uh, listening to you Big guys difference. and how passionate you are mm-hmm. and and how involved you are compared to the bigger chains where you know they're the the owners are so removed and everything's all about the numbers there's you know that right yes, I mean exactly you, right you've gone through but it. I, I mean I've always in, in all the years that I've been doing here I've been doing here what 25 years 26 mm-hmm. years something like that now and it's like you you go you can go through your whole your whole career and never find um, a place like your salon, like a family, like your right. salons are. Yeah, you don't yeah. hear that. No, not at all. No, or, or people in the surprised. business staying that long at no. one location. You yeah. just never hear that. Mm-mm. And the, like during holidays, amazing. they'll actually take, make the effort to go to salons and during visit. the holidays, which a lot of businesses, even the ones that aren't franchised out, owners never, can't do I was that just or have say, the time you, to do and that. And you don't right. even know who they are half the time. You know right. what I mean? You don't, they right. go to some of the yeah. charity events that yeah. the girls do, the cut-a-thons and stuff yeah. like that. And oh, that's that's just that whole personal. Mm-hmm. Or in the old days, we'd buy 50 turkeys to take around. Oh, wow. Personally nice. deliver all yeah. the turkeys oh, on neat. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. days. Wow. That is really cool. So, Stacy, you oversee like the social media and everything else, right? Yes. So how do you guys... How does that work as far as like creating the brand? Like, how would you describe the brand for the company? I would say the brand is more like family, family owned hair okay. care. Same thing, like um, 
bring your family to our family. Mm-hmm. We want to treat you like family. Right now, that we all of our salons have like Facebook pages, mm-hmm. and like I remember actually, I started the website in two thousand three because that's when all of a sudden everybody was starting to put their website on TV. Yeah where you would see the WW, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, we have to start doing that. And it's amazing how much things have changed e- even since then. We mm-hmm. still have our website, but how huge. We probably started the Facebook pages, I would say it's already been at least seven years probably. Mm-hmm. And then it was Instagram and then it, and Snapchat yeah. and Trying, yeah. I'm trying We're to do the Snapchat thing yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out how come we take credit cards instead of all cash. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so we kind of try to still dabble in everything. We don't yeah. do as much. I mean, this is great that we're doing this today. Uh, we don't do as much radio and TV as we used to mm-hmm. or even newspapers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still do those once in a while, and they yeah. actually still work once yeah. in a while. But trying to keep – who we have and bring in new people, we decide we have to spread out like everybody else, and we yeah. have to do the social media, yeah. right? And all to, that kind of you stuff. Have to get with and, the right. times, right? Yeah. How, how do you train your managers when you develop somebody into management? Are they usually promoted from within, or do, do you hire from the outside? Most always from within. Most mm-hmm. always, so they already know the vision and the mm-hmm. they understand. Yeah. Um, and then, how do you train them from? thinking like a hairdresser to thinking like a, a, business. a business person because yeah. it is two different hats i personally being honest mm-hmm. i'm not sure i ever able to do that okay i'm not sure if i was able to do it myself i was a barber and i cut hair and maybe that's why paul and i both maybe the mistakes we made we weren't trained business people okay we just knew what we could do the best and try to teach the other girls that How to do, yeah. and made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm Back at one time, I laid off my wife. She's never let me forget it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. We had four district managers at the time, and I think we had 20 salons, didn't we, back then? And we had five or six new ones going at once and realized we'd kind of overdid ourselves. And uh, things were kind of tight, so we had to cut back. So we Mm -hmm. cut back in the office. We didn't cut Mm -hmm. back in the hairstyles. You need them. Cut our own pay. (laughs) Still do that on occasion (laughs) on a bad day. (laughs) Was there ever a time when you guys were growing? Because you said you you failed miserably at one of the first few salons that you opened. Was there ever a time where you guys said, you know what? This this isn't for us. We're going to step out of it. Well, we probably thought that a lot. Maybe it was because the one thing we knew how to do was cut hair. I guess we always had confidence we can grab them clippers mm. and get behind the chair and do mm-hmm. as good as anybody else. But uh, the realization that it is a labor-intensive business, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how you run the hair salon or how you pay people, you got the same situation. True. Number one, the hairstylist thinks you got all the money. Right. The best yeah. thing about doing the <laughs> partnership thing, and we taught that person, and one of the things in our partnership was we do the books. The Everything's done at the office. Just mm-hmm. as, even if they were a franchise of someone else and had to hire a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. In this case, they don't because we furnish all that service. Okay. So they have the home office to call to, the home office to order, like Paul has the mm-hmm. warehouse for our own product line. So kind of all the all about. the bookkeeping and the advertising and all that kind of stuff was done for them and still is oh, at the nice. office. So, so the manager only has to take care of the people in her salon. Right. Be an example to them. Be the best hairdresser you can be. Love mm-hmm. your customers. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so you, that makes it easier because yeah. they can focus on that part of it. Right. Which is I mean, we really have classes the for them and everything, but mm-hmm. most of our classes even have to do with doing hair. 
learning yeah. different things about mm-hmm. new hair colors mm-hmm. or you know, whatever the different techniques and stuff are, but not so much the book work from a business standpoint okay. of accounting. So, so that means even all the partners, here. I sit down with them with their right. balance sheet and show them this is what right. this means. And this is why, guess what? I didn't have all the money when you thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we weren't making any money right. and you had to improve. So, by it. so right. are all your, your managers working managers? Yes. They all okay. do hair. Yep. Okay. Right. And who hires uh, who hires the team? Is it the manager? Do you trust the manager to hire the, the stylist? For the most part, mm-hmm. we try to our district managers, which I have my two sons, okay. take care of my salons. And actually, my son-in-law kind of runs the business end from in the business with a secretary. Okay. But uh, they work with the managers, and they go interview with the manager, oh, the new okay. employee. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like maybe a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. A warm body comes in. They look reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Hope they work. <laughs> yeah, we're we're but, just uh, talking about that today on the yeah. way down. How many time, How many interviews you have to do? How many people you have to hire to get the one <sighs> the good one, one? One good right. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Probably, and that in oh. itself is 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 more difficult now too than you right. think. It really right. is. Besides newspaper ads, and nobody does those as much. Right. We do all the other stuff that everybody's doing, like you know, Indeed. Dot com oh, is yeah, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we have found that Facebook actually works pretty well for right. our, for jobs now. Right. But, yeah, it's just amazing how it's hard kind of right now to, to find mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But, yeah, most of, like, the managers usually on their own, if, if we get something come to the office, we will give them a call or the mm-hmm. district manager and say, hey, we got this application and give yeah. them the information and let them follow up. Okay. So if somebody's listening, how how do they apply? Do they go online to your website or do they go into the store? How do they? They can do both. They can do both? Usually when we do an ad, we say we give the phone number Mm -hmm. and the address and they can stop in if they'd like. Okay. Fill out an application there. Okay. And they can also go online, which is grondins, G-R-O-N-D-I-N-S dot com. And there's applications on there as well. And those come right to our office. And the same with any ads we do, if we do them in the paper or on Facebook, we give them the option to go right to our website to do it, or they can actually call and set mm-hmm. up an appointment, or they can go in and fill out an application. So we kind of offer any okay. type of possibility to make it easier for yeah. them to right. apply and stuff. So This has to be pretty exciting and fun for you. I mean, to well, most to of the see, time, yes. Well, but I mean, think, <laughs> yes, let's just... Forget your dad and your uncle were in the room. But <laughs> can you picture starting something like this and growing it to over 50? To, to this, yeah. Especially now because of how early they did it yeah. and what my age is now. I mean, it is amazing to me when I yeah. think about what they did yeah. and where they started. And I was just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I remember the grain elevator and taking walking because I lived close to the, the grain elevator and walking – to give my dad, you know, the little brown bag lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he opened his place in Emily City, that's probably like my Uncle Carl's children also is where I first dabbled in we were and how excited we were yeah. to just come and work with my dad. And even if it was doing laundry and folding right. towels and right. sweeping up hair, right. eventually he let us answer the phone. And right. then eventually he let us put appointments right. in the book. Right. So I'll, we all have that memory. So yeah. it is neat to think. Right. That how much I've seen and well, how and much it is a family affair. I think affair. it's so cool how 
just the families are so intertwined. I just yeah. think yeah, that it's just such yeah, a beautiful thing. That it's just and, it, and it's a cool business. Yeah. I mean, just think if your parents are going to own anything and grow it, that's a cool business, business to, to have. be a part yeah. of. Yes. You know? Yeah, we're all very proud. Like I said, you know, like any business, yeah. you know, there's – the good moments, not so good moments. There's always, you know, you that's, that, part of, that's part <laughs> of that's part of they have not so good being a business. Yeah. Yeah. Normal because I was a little it's nervous. Communication, and you're going to agree and disagree, right? But in general, how proud we we all are yeah. that it's a family business. Mm-hmm. Oh Actually, Paul gosh. gave me the best advice because <laughs> I, on during bad times, would occasionally think of selling out when yeah. I talked to Regis and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Paul would always say, "Well, what are you going to do?" Stay home with your wife all day? (laughs) Good point. And then you're like, no. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Instead of saying, well, you could go fishing and golfing. Well, he says, are you going to stay home with your wife all day? That's what somebody needs to say to John. What would you do? Stay home with your wife? He'd be like, no. No. (laughs) I wanted to ask uh, about the products. I know you have your own line. I, I read that you have your own line. But how did you come about doing that? And how did you come about? the products that you carry now do you um have the employees try them out or suggest which ones they want how do you know what's going to sell yeah. and what's not going to sell yeah that too well yeah we started out with grandin's originals and you know they probably know more because well, it started before we i was hired a company that when i was with the barbers the company out of minneapolis mm-hmm. the uh, bottlers are called the person that actually puts the product mm-hmm. in the bottles was the mariana's company out of omaha nebraska mm-hmm and I had been there and talked with them before. They did what? 90% of all the products right. in the nation were done through there. 90% of the especially shampoos, conditioners, <laughs> and things like that. Mariana's is the biggest in the world. And so we went there. Okay. And we tested their products, either ones we like, you know, figuring out our own bottles and labels. Mm-hmm. And then we do have the girls in the shops use them. And say, what do you think of it? They yeah. say, nah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and don't use it. But, uh, and I'd say the Grandin's Originals is still probably one of the better selling products. I mean, we sell them all, all the professional yeah. okay. hair care. Yeah. But Grandin's Originals is probably still our top, I would say, sellers. Oh, fantastic. I learned some. I never knew you had yeah. your own line of products. So, so you did the research. To, yeah. Well, we unfortunately have to wrap this up. This We're getting so the signal here. The yeah. hour went by. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, um, if you're listening and you're a stylist, um, Grandin's, that sounds like a fantastic company. It's G-R-O-N-D-I-N-S. You can go on their website and apply or... You can just walk into any location and apply, but especially if you are also interested in growing, and uh, it sounds like they have some fantastic opportunities. So thank you, Carl, Paul, and Stacy. So thank you. Uh, this was thank great. Thank you, guys. Oh, that's that's it was wonderful. Yeah. We're going to have you guys on again when you open up the next 10, 15, 20. <laughs> yeah. Invite us to some of the grand openings. We'll come to the grand yeah. openings. We'll broadcast from here. We will. Big grand yeah. opening. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, and Grandis is... Um, Really, all over Michigan, and you have the beauty school in Lapeer. Yes, yep. right. Grandin's College of Cosmetology. Right, yep. and um, I've been in there before. I had my hair done there before. I hit color. It was emergency. It was great. They did a great job. Okay. I was very happy, and I was really happy with the price too. Like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> getting all this done. So anyway, thank you again for being here. Um, and we, it's time to wrap it up. Yep, we've got our fortune cookies. Oh, we got to do our fortune cookies. Yes. So this is going to predict the future. This is how we predict our future. You know how you do it with straws? We do it with fortune <laughs> So you just have to, Throw whichever the way the prongs are facing you, that's, uh, uh, no, that one is Jess's. This one is Paul's. That one there. I think it's, I think it's rigged. Oh, <laughs> it's rigged. And we're, yeah, here you go. 
Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That's mine? Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, here. This one's cracked. Sorry. <laughs> we don't get one, Rocky. Do you, okay. Can you eat them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any peanut butter? Oh, here, I'll let you Any peanut butter. All right. Peanut butter? No. Sorry. That's a good idea. Oh, look, it's sticking up. All right. Let's see. So what does it say real quick? And Rocky, while we're reading our fortunes, what song did we decide to close the show with today? We are closing the show with Mary Jane's Last Dance in honor of the late Tom Petty. Yes. Um, This is actually my favorite song of all time. So um, we had to play this. Play this for today. Yep. And uh, mine says a golden egg of opportunity will fall into your lap this month. Ooh. Your determination will bring you much success. <gasps> All right. Then. Maybe you'll manage for granted. <laughs> Soon you will be sitting on top of the world. Whoa. That's a good one. <laughs> Going climbing, maybe. <laughs> you will travel and come into a fortune. Oh, wow. Oh. A friend will bring you a big surprise soon. (gasps) All right. Those are good. Well, thanks again, guys. And thank you. Sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. And thanks for taking a leap of faith with us and have a great week.
She's standing in her underwear Looking down from a hotel room The nightfall will be coming soon Oh my my, oh hell yes You got to put on that party dress It was too cold to cry when I woke up alone I hit my last number, I walked to the road Last dance with Mary Jane One more time to get 